Hey, what's up guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. I had a question come in on Strava actually from the last ride that I was on right before my five day no bike break. I'm out in Moab, Utah for my husband's birthday. Did not bring bikes and good time for me to just take a break uh, mentally and physically. But Daniel's question was, how fast do you detrain when you're off the bike and how many off days can you take before detraining begins? So before I get into that, you know, my first comment is if you are a consistent athlete, actually a great example is I had an athlete who just got sick about, what are we, a week and a half from, a week from, at this point, from Dirty Kanza, or excuse me, Unbound, at 200 mile gravel race. Now this happened earlier in the week, and the question was, hey, what should I do? And I was like, rest. At this point, the training is done. Like, you don't want to go into Unbound sick at all, and you wanna be able to get some rides in before that. So scratch the workouts, he is so consistent with his training, I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, to be honest with you, less is more. And a lot of times if you're tapering into an event, athletes get nervous and want to do too much because they, you know, if there's someone who's obsessed with CTL, they see the CTL dropping, which is technically a slight amount of detraining, but you detrain before races. But let's talk more on the what Daniel's question is, you know, how often can you take days off? The reason I mentioned this athlete going to Unbound because I'm super consistent with my training. So for me to take five days off, I'm not worried about it at all. Now, I am going to what was formerly called Johnson City Omnium next weekend, which is now called Carter County Omnium. Is that an A race? Definitely not, or I would not be taking five days off. Or said differently, I just wouldn't set expectations for Carter County to ever be an A-race for me because I'm always gonna be taking off for my husband's birthday. Like it's just something that's more important than biking. Um, So if you have things in your life that fall before what is quote unquote a big race, just don't make it a big race. Like I'm gonna go, I've never done Johnson City Omnium, Carter County. Uh, Something has always come up. I wanna go do this race. I'm super pumped to do this race. I'm really excited. There's a, a crazy, super long climb. Do I have any chance of winning this race? No. Oh, okay, there's a chance. Something could happen. But it's not a race I'm probably going to win. I've also heard some on the DL. Uh, I haven't checked the confirmation page yet, but there's some huge hitters coming that are way, way, way better cyclists than me. So I'm going to go have fun. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great training session. Uh, it'll be a super fun ride up the mountain. I will I will be going as hard as I can go, but sometimes you're going as hard as you can go and you're not racing. But let's get back to Daniel's question. So I did a little Google search. What I had always heard was you lose 10% in 10 days. And so I was wondering, is there anything more scientific out there? On endurelight.com, they had made the comment of 8% within 12 days. The, the, the biggest thing that you're losing is your VO2 max, right? First off, it, it decreases pretty quickly. They said 8% within 12 days, and then if you're talking big picture, 20% takes about 84 days. 20, 20% is a huge amount. So you're, the decrease is from the maximal stroke volume and basically how much oxygen is getting to the muscles. So there's also an issue with the decrease in capillary density. So 
that those are obviously really big pieces to you being a fast cyclist. There's a really good article from, of course, Training Peaks that was written by a woman named Melissa Mantak, who is, uh, she has a master's degree in sports science. She is a triathlon coach and also a cycling coach. Um, it's a good article and her, the thing that she talks about is that VO2 max can drop 6% after four weeks. So looking at me taking five days off, VO2 max won't go down too much. I'm just not, when I get back on the bike, when I ride every day, the bike's going to feel a little funny. I'm going to just ride a couple days to get my legs back. I'll probably do, you know, I'm not trying to get fast for the weekend. Like there's no cramming at that point. Just like the athlete who's going to unbound doesn't have to worry about losing everything that he's done up until now. Um, I can't gain everything for a race in a week. So like you just do the normal training that you're going to do. You know, my big events are going to be amateur nationals, masters nationals, gravel worlds. And I actually think I might be going up to green mountain this year. So the article that she wrote, um, talks about, I'll quote this one point, the immediate decline is related to a decreased cardiac output and decreased blood volume. And there's a study that she mentions there and she talks about some runners and that, um, from a cardio, uh, respiratory perspective within four to eight weeks of suspended training, blood volume, stroke volume, and cardiac output decrease. The body loses its ability to move large amounts of blood. And really from uh, the metabolism and muscle function side, um, the respiratory exchange ratio goes up, meaning fat metabolism becomes impaired. So you could end up storing more fat. All this said, what do we want to take from these? These are four to eight weeks. Everything that we're talking about, there hasn't been anything that's been less than a month. Anybody can tell you. If you take a month off, of course you're going to lose something. Like endurance sports are, you can't cut corners. You got to be doing the work. So if you take a week off, this is, now I'm going to make this more personal around me. Because of COVID, I I rode a lot. Um, I trained a lot. Starting to work with Tom, you know, one thing is trying to find your put when you're pushing the envelope. Sometimes trying to find where the boundary of too much is means that you just got to do too much. Um, I wouldn't recommend that to any athlete that is making gains and trying to just upgrade because as long as you're continually improving, keep doing that. You know, the reason we really push the envelope with me is I'm trying to get on the podium at Gravel Worlds. I'm trying to break through a little bit to the next level of racing some of these guys that are just on paper much faster than me. And I need to figure out a way to level up. And this year, uh, one thing that I did was I just overdid a little bit. And I keep telling you guys I'm going to make a post about the QL injury and what happened and how dry needling, I think, really saved my quote unquote season Um, because I haven't missed anything. I got really very blessed and lucky to find a PT guy who's just amazing. So I'm kind of, there's so much in this. This is such a good question because there's so much. Like if we think about this big picture, if you zoom out also, 
One thing that we were talking about last year that came up with people Zwift racing, people like, oh yeah, you can race all year, you can train all year, like it doesn't really matter. I never really believed that. And I still don't because I trained a lot all winter. You know, one reason I did that was the year before when I went to New Zealand for tour in New Zealand, I took a break after uh, September racing stopped, took a quick break in September, and then trained again for, for November, and then went into base. And in my mind, that was sort of, oh, I just trained through winter. No, I definitely took a break in September. This past year, because of COVID, there was no racing. I kept training, trained all the way through, went down to Florida, was in amazing weather. I looked at, I was trying to think why I was making some of these rides too long and why I like just rode too much. I don't want to use the term overtrain because when you're overtrained, it's a very serious problem. I just straight up rode too much and I never really gave my body that big picture rest. If you look, and I shouldn't, I should make a video of this. If you look at my performance manager chart, now you can't overly focus on this thing, but it does give a big picture overview at times. Um, if I look, and if you just look at like all of my seasons, all 11 years, I'm gonna pull it up here to see exactly how it uh, looks in a way that I can describe on this audio podcast. There are mountains and valleys, right? Like when I used to train, I used to race around like 100 CTLs, so would go 100, then would go really low. I would detrain a lot, I would detrain too much. That's when I was like drinking heavily. And then I would ramp it back up and then I would detrain for like a month and a half or two months. And then I would bring it back up. And then 2016 is when I moved to Nashville and kind of took the training to the next level. Went up to about 150 uh, TSS for the summer of 2017. And then I detrained all the way down to like 85. And then 2018, I went back up to 150, and then I went back down to 60. And then 2019, I went up to like 125, 140. I was working, that was my last year of medical device sales. There was a lot going on. Then I detrained and went down to 80 again. And then this past year, I went and my detraining period, I was at 150. So I went up to 190 and then went down in September to 150, 160, then went back up to 175 and then just kind of cracked. So I'll try and maybe I'll put an image of this out, but yeah, it was just too much. Um, and so taking time off is key. The reason I'm talking about like taking time off is important. So what I had replied back to Daniel was, Detraining happens quite quickly. That said, it comes back quickly. Everyone should detrain at some point in order to come back stronger. Think of it on a micro scale, right? Detraining is your rest week. Everyone freaks out. I'm losing CTL. I'm, I'm losing everything. No, you are resting and you're recovering and you're coming back stronger. Macro, look at his time off for the season, okay? But now also for mental and physical growth, there was definitely a period in Florida where I was like getting to the edge of that crack and I was like, I'm just training a lot. And I love doing it, but I'd lost a little like piece of that. And I think the QL injury was something that saved me because it made me reduce my hours. I started going to PT. I started doing all the little tertiary exercises in the gym that are super important that I started ignoring. Um, I just, you know, it, 
it's hard to not want to do everything. And sometimes you need to take away some of, you know, I was trying to lift too heavy too often. Um, that's why I kind of make the comment at times less is more. You got to be training a lot, but sometimes less is more. And when it feels that way in your head, just listen to listen to your body. So then I told Daniel, I said, I didn't train enough last off season. It probably led to some burnout and the QL issue. Also, I train a lot. And that for that reason, it's even more needed that I take a rest. For any rider though, I avoid two days off in a row when possible, except during your specific detraining period. So to his question, how fast do you detrain? You're not gonna detrain a ton if you have to take two to three days off or if you have to take five days off because you're gone on vacation, you don't have a bike. Try and go lift in the gym though. Go do something, stay active. Don't get all like, you know, have a day where you eat whatever you want, but try and stay on the diet. And then to his other question, how many days off can you take before the detraining begins? I mean, same question, I guess. Um, don't take two weeks off, you know, unless it's your, if it's your end of season break and you want to take two weeks off. That's cool. You like, it's not going to hurt your next season, but when you're going from, if you live in the U S and you know, you're the big, you're training, let's say starting your base season in September or October, you're racing February through September. Then you take your little break or whatever. When, it, when you're through, you know, January through September, Try to avoid taking more than two days off in a row. It will definitely help you. It will keep you consistent. It will help you increase your training load. There's a lot of huge benefits from that. So, yeah, this break has been good. I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to do a UTV ride tomorrow. Going to go check out more canyons. Um, and then head back on Sunday, travel day, and then get back to it on Monday. All that said, there's a good time for a break. Just don't take them all the time and wish you the best of luck with your training. Hope you have a great day, see ya.